peace and God's justice to you. Welcome to Near 2X Radio, the voice of the people. Thank you for checking us out. We do what we do, and it's all for you. And that's because you deserve the very best in radio, news, and information. And please know it's a pleasure to serve you. I'm your host, Nia 2X, and our show today is called Express Yourself. That's right. Oh, we are really excited today because we want to find out more and more about ourselves, about our situations, about uh, things that are hard to explain sometimes, and yet they are happening. They're not spooky or scary or anything like that. It's just a part of life. But when we have answers, when we can connect the dots, when we can put that piece in the puzzle, then that does nothing but serve and help our lives to be a little more understanding. It's nothing like understanding. That's why I'm so excited about our about our guest today. And he is Brother Todd Cameron, and he is here to talk to us about astrology. That's right, astrology. Now, don't be waving your hand at the phone like you got it going on or you know all there is to know. Today we're going to learn about this very, very special subject that's been around millions, billions, trillions of years. That's right, the stars, the moon, the sun, the water, the atmosphere, and etc. Without further delay, let me welcome our brother, Brother Todd Cameron. Thank you for coming today to talk to us. I'm your number one student. I'm in front of the class. I have the desk right in front of your desk because I want to continue to learn, to know, and to understand. Peace to you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Such a nice, warm welcome. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, my name is Todd Cameron, and I have been studying Vedic astrology from India, um, flows from the Vedas, which is their spiritual text um, that is predicated on the whole Hindu system of spirituality. Um, but I've been studying it since 2004. Um, what got me started was I had a uh, I had a friend who was into Vedic astrology. She went to go see a Vedic astrologer, and and I was interested. I said, "Well, I'll go see him," you know. So. I went to go see him and got a reading, and I said, wow, this stuff is very accurate. So I said, well, by the end of the reading, I said, well, I asked him, did he have any rudimentary books where I can get started kind of learning the science? And he gave me about a list of about three or four books. And uh, and so my journey began, and I took those books and read through them really fast. And I was like, all right, what's next? What's next? I need some more books. <laughs> so that's kind of... Did you feel about astrology prior to the reading? You know, it's a good question. You know, I always innately felt like if you understand this stuff, if I understood it properly and was taught properly, then there wasn't anything I couldn't have the answer to. That's how assured I was that this was an accurate science. 
So that that's I how see. I felt prior to knowing anything. That's how I felt. So so your general uh, thought about astrology? Did you wave your hand or did you like? Oh, that's a bunch of junk or or you know like many people do. We hear something about ourselves. Mm, that's right on point. And then we reason, well, that could go for anybody and throw it right out the window. What was your general feeling about astrology before you actually went and, you know, received a reading? Yeah, so like everybody else, I was a, you know, like most people, I guess I could say, I was a skeptic. Um, but I figured out the reason I was a skeptic because I never really believed in tropical astrology. So what is tropical astrology? That's astrology from the West here, the astrology we're taught, you know, the tropical, the sun signs. Um, that astrology to me was 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 very flawed. Um, so I never really paid too much attention to it because I didn't believe in it. But once I kind of got uh, introduced to the Vedic system, my perspective was, okay, this is the real astrology. This is what they're hiding. You know how they kind of, they tend to say, some people think that every system in America has been pretty much bastardized. So you look at yoga, for instance, right, in the West here. Yoga has kind of fallen <laughs> under that kind of, you know, bastardized system where. I'm sorry, what are you saying? What what word is that? Yoga. No, I got yoga. Uh, the Was that bastardized? A yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Don't don't, okay, 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 okay. I understand okay. So, your context, but yeah, yeah, job, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So, so just give us another word. But I think we got the drift, you know. <laughs> uh, right, and right. And we don't want to like wrestle on the point. My job was to straighten it up. Go ahead, brother. We're listening. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So it's just been kind of watered down. I guess is probably a better I, explanation. Um, you know, from its true purpose, its true intent and things like that. Like today, yoga looks more like a, a stretching exercise or just, oh, yeah, do these nice stresses and relax, you know, kind of thing. Where in the, it, you know, it flows from the Vedic system and it, it's principally supposed to, you know, uh, aid your spirituality, get you to the next level spiritually, you know, chants and certain postures and these kind of things, you know, so... Well, Todd, why would a system, a government, you know, want to water down something like astrology? Why do you think, or have you learned, do you know, why they don't want the people to know the, this subject and, and how powerful and influential it is to help improve the lives of the people? Why would a group find out, and then they decide, hey, let's hold this part back and only give them that part. Why why do you think that is happening, sir? Well, it's a system of control, one, and to effectively control your subject, (laughs) you have to kind of um, conceal things. Like, I'll give you a prime example, right? United States is, is, is built upon institutions, right? Institutions of business and commerce. So you have the medical industry, you have the insurance industry, and this industry and that industry, the mortgage industry. So let's just say astrology 
becomes very prevalent, right? This kind of astrology, Vedic astrology. Well, it's it's very easy to predict things like death, when death will occur. So imagine if everybody kind of knew this stuff and people were saying, oh, okay, my, my mom is going to pass this, you know, the week of July 5th, 2025 or whatever. And then they put a policy in place, you know. If, I mean, if people had these kind of predictive tools, you know, it would make life a lot easier, <laughs> you know. You know, people could free themselves financially and, and, and do things of that nature. So, so you know, they, this system obviously has always been kind of a, a, a system of, of slavery um, with, you know, different forms of slavery. You know, they say that um, – say that the old form of slavery, you know, they had to house and feed the slaves. The new form of slavery, the slaves have to house and feed themselves. <laughs> so, oh, that's an so, excellent yeah. answer. That is really mm-hmm. an excellent answer. And as you started off, it's all about control. And, and, it's, and that's a powerful point because control is certainly used with the example that you gave, the country wanting to control part of the information and uh, be able to profit from it and, and protect whatever they are attempting to protect. We're talking with Todd Cameron, and he knows a lot about astrology. I want to go back to a word. You're, you're calling the astrology, and it sounds like, the word you're using starts with a V. I'd like to spell that word out because you said uh, it's not really practiced too much here in the West. Correct. Um, Vedic is V-E-D-I-C is the is the word that I'm using. Vedic astrology. I see. Flowing. Yes. Yes. This is more Eastern astrology. We could say Vedic. We could say Eastern. Um, but it, it differs significantly from Western astrology, significantly. Wow. What, one of the first differences is um, the Vedic system is based on the sidereal zodiac versus the Western system, which is based on the tropical zodiac. Those two zodiacs have a 24-degree difference. So one of the best examples of, uh, of I can give you as as to the the validity of Vedic astrology versus tropical is if you know anything generally about signs, rulerships, um, and strength of planets and where planets are strong at in the sky, if you look at Adolf Hitler's chart, and in the tropical system, his anybody should know that the first thing you're going to look at at Adolf Hitler's chart is where is this Mars at? the war planet, right? Because he could have never got as far as he did if his Mars wasn't strong. Now, he was born a Taurus in our limited thinking. Right, right, right. Now, in Vedic um, astrology, would, would, would you, uh, does Vedic also say he would, would uh, is a Taurus? No, Vedic, he, see, Vedic, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Okay, okay, sir. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Yeah, let, let's just, because the planet is the most important thing right now. So Mars in the tropical system is in Taurus. So 
Taurus is not a strong placement for Mars. So we look at it and we say, okay, in the Vedic system, where is this Mars? Because Mars is in Aries. Mars owns Aries. That's his sign. So he's at home very strong in his own sign in the Vedic system. So that right there should tell us, okay, something's wrong with this particular tropical zodiac. Now, there are people who can do wonders with the tropical zodiac, okay? But it's, it's, it's based on different – tropical zodiac is more kind of personality-based, okay? Whereas Vedic is more soul-based. What is the soul trying to accomplish this lifetime? You know, what are the obstacles? What are the solutions? So this is what we focused on. Now, now speaking of um, Hitler and his, what is his true sign? Um, true sign in Vedic is, so when we say what is his sign, okay. So the tropical goes by sun signs. In the West, we have a solar calendar. So the solar calendar says wherever the sun is, according to the tropical zodiac, that's your sign. You're born on this day, and the sun is in this sign, that's where you are. Well, the sun is a what we call an anchor or an ascendant, right? So when we say ascendant, that means an anchor. So in other words, if I pull your chart up right now, and I say, what is her sign? And let's say I'm a Western I'm a, I'm, I'm a Western astrologer. I'm going to look for your sun sign, right? But the sun moves from sign to sign approximately every 30 days. So does that make that – do you feel like that would make that very particular to who you are? Do you feel like that would make that very, very uh, customized to who you are as a person? Because you got a lot of people born within that 30-day period. <laughs> You see? So in more important than even the sun sign is the moon sign, right? Because the moon sign moves from sign to sign. It's also, it's also an anchor or an ascendant, and it's moving from sign to sign approximately every, a little over two days it's moving, right? And, 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 and last but not least is the rising sign which is based on your time of birth, which is also an anchor or ascendant, and that's the most important ascendant. It's based on your time of birth, and that's moving from sign to sign about two hours, every two hours and 15 minutes or about every two hours. So that is more – so how do we anchor down a chart? How do we say you are a Libra or you are a Cancer? You have to look at the rising sign. It's based on the time. It's the most customized anchor we use to figure out what the first house. What the, once we figure out what the first house is, then we can figure out, okay, this is the second house, the third house, the fourth house, the fifth house. And these all represent different, different issues in your life. One may be the tenth house is career, seventh house is partnership, relationship, fourth house is mother, home, you see? So we don't know what those houses are until we anchor down an ascendant for you. All right, now, I love it. 
We love it. Make no mistake about it. We are speaking with Todd Cameron, and he uh, is in is involved. And from the small talk of time that we've had, the small time of talk, uh, you you just been on fifteen minutes, and we have really opened up a lot in our thinking because, as you said, you, first you came on explaining for sure the the types of astrology. I hadn't ever heard of Vedic astrology, and I like the way you said Vedic uh, basically looks at the soul of the person, and we're into tropical astrology here in the West and looking at the personality I remember as a teenager when astrology really hit the scene, there was a group out called the Fifth Dimension, and they made a best-selling song called The Age of Aquarius. So all of the children, we were into astrology. We didn't know it was your sign, and I found out my sign and and didn't really go any anywhere with it until I got around in my early 20s, and I, be, I read one of the most famous books. I forget her name. I know her first name is Linda, a Caucasian woman, and I think it's Linda and Sun Signs. After reading that book, that really got me more interested. I, I apologize, not giving her last name. Maybe I'll get it before the end of the show. But uh, after I read that book, Then I started studying more, getting more and more interested, but I didn't go like our guest, Todd Cameron. Todd Cameron is really, uh, in my layman terms, your expert. Only you can tell us if you are. But as you stated, you've been studying since 2004. I mean, on the real. You wasn't like me just picking up a book (laughs) and... and, uh, not really studying. Uh, I don't know anything about charts. I hear about charts and houses. So, Todd, with yes. your study, are you qualified to tell people uh, based on their birth sign or birth, based on, as you stated, their birthday, the time of birth, and the other factors that play in? You can tell us about our finances, our families, our careers, ourselves. What other subjects uh, can you tell us uh, when a person comes to you to listen? Um, Maybe they're curious. Maybe they study. What can you tell us when they provide you with the information you inquired from them? Um, there's no subject or aspect of life that does not reveal, okay? It's only the system is so vast. This particular astrology system, Vedic astrology, is so vast that it covers everything, okay? The, the, the issue is it takes years of study to be a a master astrology and to know all the subjects. You know, most people choose general subjects. Like if, if you're going to be a practicing astrologer, most people will choose about 
three things to kind of master. Let's say marriage, because love life. Marriage, love life, one. Money, two. And career, three. Because when you're practicing astrology and you see people and you, you're reading their charts because they have questions about their life, those are the primary three things that they're going to want to know about. Okay? So there's, there's astrologers out there, I mean, that predict with pristine accuracy, um, you know, elections, <laughs> you know, wor- no, worldly events, big, big wars in Russia and all that kind of stuff. They predict all that stuff with the system. They can see who's going to win, who's going to lose, when the wars will end, when they'll start. You know, so there's, like I said, it's so vast. You can you can bring it down to the the microcosm and read people's lives, and you can do the macrocosm events and the shifting of world events. So you it, it just depends on what you focus on. But there is nothing that can't be read through this system. It's very interesting because going back to your earlier point, the hidden the control. I mean, there are many prominent people in the world that don't move without uh, referring to their zodiac signs, not we the everyday people. I'm talking about people that we wouldn't even believe uh, that literally understand your study of astrology. I think you and I talked about one yesterday uh that that u.s president and it's well known the former u.s president mm-hmm. and uh that would be ronald reagan i think we said oh what, right. what did we say richard nixon it was ronald reagan no it, it was reagan it was reagan yeah reagan didn't reagan was notorious <laughs> for uh uh consulting his, his astrologer before he did almost anything, before he signed anything, made decisions or whatever, he's no, he was no, he was one of the notorious presidents. Mm. That um, are there any more you know of? You know, I, I, I didn't really look back too far to really Me see. Either. But I, yeah, but I do remember he was one of the more notorious ones, where he was almost, I guess, almost an obsession <laughs> with astrology. Mm. So so that really implies he saw the benefit. He he <clears throat> excuse me please. He he wasn't a, a a wacko. You're not wacko if if you're seeing something that's helping you in your life. Help you to understand you, which is one of the hardest people to understand. We understand a lot of people, but the most honorable Elijah Muhammad says it takes 75 years in the life-giving teachings, he says, for an individual to actually know yourself or know ourselves. So when we can find something that maybe mainstream is not promoting loudly, they know it exists, but astrology, as our guest Todd Cameron is telling us, we may want to take a second look and have an open mind. 
how important is an open mind when people come to you? As you stated, you were a skeptic. When you went to the astrologer, how open or closed was your mind? How much of a skeptic uh, would you say you took uh, to the reading uh, before that just got blown away in outer space somewhere? Really, the question is, when people come to you, how would you like their mindset to be so that you can get a uh, a easy read, or, or does it matter the mindset like of the person that's listening to you? It 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 matters, but I prefer people to be more skeptic. Um, you know, because a lot of times, if you're not skeptic, you can be open to any kind of suggestion. You know, anything an astrologer may tell you. Say, oh yeah, yeah, you know. So I, I prefer people to be to be uh, skeptical when they come to me. You know, you know, you should be, I mean, people should approach anything with pretty much a lot of skepticism, you know what I'm saying? And if it, if it, if it pans out to be real and accurate, then great. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. But you, you leave yourself more susceptible to falling for scams and frauds <laughs> if you're not skeptical. So that's what I prefer. Great advice. You're so right. Uh, the name of the lady uh, Linda Goodman's Sun Signs, a bestseller back in the day. Did you read that book, sir? I did not, probably because it's a tropical book. <laughs> I don't read a lot of Definitely. tropical astrology. Yeah, I don't read a lot of tropical astrology books. Um, yeah, did you read that book? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I said in my early 20s. Uh, reading that book started me opening other doors to the subject uh, because it, you know, it it was it just related with me and my life, and then she was talked about so much, and she was like considered the number one astrologer. But now that I'm older, I can see how promotion works. There's so many others out there. What books would you recommend that a person? that wants to understand astrology and look at it a little more serious rather than uh, how we've been controlled to think about it. Do you have any books you can recommend to us? Uh, You know, it's funny that you asked that question because the books I read now are more advanced. Um, So I have to kind of think. Just give me some time during this conversation and I'll kind of be thinking about what books to read. Uh, wow. So, so you're reading books on, on a level that if I took that book, I mean, I mean like, you, like you're into the charts, the houses. Let's start breaking that down. We're going to go to a commercial, uh, not right now, but coming up. So we do have a little time where you can break down what are the houses, what is the most important part in astrology that you can tell us? You know, we come and sit down. We should be asking, could you tell us our, and you would say what, please? Um, I think the most important part is to just have a, a general understanding of signs, houses, well, you know, um, you know, the, the first part to understand is, all right, so my, I was born March 8th, so they say I'm a Pisces, 
right? So they say my then which is based on the sun sign, right? So I'm Pisces. So in the sidereal system, my sun is in Aquarius. It goes back. It's not in Pisces. Okay. So that's the that's the biggest misconception. Now sometimes you can be your sun sign can be in both. It could be Pisces in the sidereal and it could be Pisces in the tropical. But I think we need to focus on the most important thing, which is your rising sign. The first thing people need to understand is if you go to VedicAstrology.us, she has a free program on there, calculate your own birth sign, your birth chart. And VedicAstrology.us, you can go in there. If you know your time, you can type in your birth data, and you can get your chart pulled up for free. This will explain to you your moon sign, your rising sign, and your true sun sign in the Vedic system. Okay? Um, and that, that's the most important thing you need to know, you know. People talk about sun signs, but moon signs are usually more important, and the rising sign is the most important based on your time. So that's the first thing I tell people. Yeah, the first thing I ask people, when people ask me about astrology, I say, do you know your moon sign? Mm -hmm. I, I say, do you know your rising sign? When people ask me what my sign is, I say, moon sign, rising sign, or sun sign? Which, which one? <laughs> I got you, brother. I got you. And and I've heard this before, uh, scattered out. I, it's not like it was all compelled, but what you are telling us, I have heard that before. I've certainly heard of the rising sign, the moon sign, but I'm just now learning that the most important is the rising sign. What does that mean, the rising sign? You have that that uh, sun sign. What is the rising sign? And then break it down. What is the moon okay. sign? What in in the Muslim faith? What is the significance of the east? The star and the crescent. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant like no, 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 no. In the, in the sky. No, exactly. Oh, in the Muslim system, you guys give a lot of credence to the east, right? True. So when we say the rising sign, where does the sun rise? In the east. So the sun represents what? The rising. <laughs> right, the rising know, uh, of uh, the rising. No, look, the rising of the light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when we talk about the west, is the opposite of the you know the setting of the light, right? Yeah. So when we say the rising sign or the ascendant, which is the same thing, we're talking about the light. We're talking about when you popped off that birth table at, let's say, 6 a.m. or 6.10, which constellation was on the eastern horizon at the time of that birth? So when you popped off the table, if you, had, if you had took a telescope and looked in the sky, um, this sign, this constellation or that constellation was rising at the time. That's your first house. That's your rising sign. That's your ascendant. That's where the light, you came from the stars. That's where the light was. 
sir. Oh, that that's very. Uh, you broke it down real smooth. I like that. Got you. Let's go to the moon sign. I'm not guessing anything. I'm listening. <laughs> so the moon sign. <laughs> the moon sign is like I said. It moves about a little over every two days from sign to sign. The moon sign is your interface with life. So you remember those things on the stereos we used to have on those car stereos where you where people started stealing stereos, so they started making that interface and you, when you get out the car you pull the face off and then you go into the store so nobody can steal your radio. That's mm-hmm. kinda like the moon. It's how you see life. It's your emotional perspective on life. It's how you view it, you know, so the moon is your, your interface with the world. You know, it's how you interface, how you see it. Because the moon is like a, a, a um, what do they call it, like a, like a blank canvas, right? It's, it's white or, or kind of pearl or, you know, it's, you know, it's white. And so it's, it's a blank canvas. So when you come into this world, let's say your moon is, is with Mars when you were born in the same house, then you're going to be a little irritated. Things will irritate you a little easily. Mars is about friction, fighting, and irritation. At its highest levels, Mars is peace and a protector, the greatest protector, you know, at its higher vibration. But it, at most people are not vibrating Mars at their highest vibration. So let me tell you a little bit about when somebody is mastered Mars in their plant in their charge. If somebody mastered Mars, if I if I mastered my Mars and somebody comes to, and somebody and I'm in an auditorium listening to a speaker and somebody starts standing up disrupting the message. Right? This has actually happened. This is actually a real this is a real situation that happened. Um not to me but to somebody else. And the guy is disrupting the speaker, and people are saying, sit down, you know, let the guy talk, and he's cussing everybody out. And then this old guy stands up, and he says, sir, can you please not disrupt this message? We all want to listen to this message. We're all enjoying this, this speaker. You're interrupting, please. And he went to curse that guy out, and he couldn't get his words out. He went, and he was completely shut down. He couldn't say anything. You see? So that's the example of somebody who has mastered Mars. He didn't fight with him, mm-hmm. but because his Mars was at such a high level, at such a high frequency, he, you couldn't even speak ill, of, Ill to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is the power of the, of the, of the planets, the frequencies, and everything. But that, that's the moon. The moon is colored by by what planets are around it. Okay, Jupiter. Is, is, Jupiter is our greatest protector. I in, want you to hold the, your point right there. Jupiter mm-hmm. is the greatest protector. Please hold your point. We have to pay a few bills and come right back to this very interesting, knowledgeable, informative conversation with our guest, Brother Todd Cameron, and he's talking about astrology 
certainly on a level that we don't normally speak about it. So we want to hear about Jupiter being the protector, holding your point there, coming right back after we say thank you to our sponsors. You're listening to Express Yourself here on Neo2x Radio, the voice of the people. We'll be right back. Greetings, everyone. I'm Cherie White. Black history is 24-7 permanently on NEA2X Radio, the voice of the people. We appreciate, obligate, educate, and participate in black history 24-7. Hear from friends and relatives from historic greats such as the Mayor for Life in D.C., Marion S. Berry, Jr., or hear from friends and loved ones of Harriet Tubman and Cicely Tyson. Hear black history. Straight with no chaser, right here at www.blackonblackunity.com. All right. And also, here is news you can use. Our sponsors today of our program is Miracle Pros. Now, Miracle Pros 1 are residential and commercial licensed and bonded contractors. If you're moving or you need hauling, including bulk items, call Miracle Pros 1, a solid group of local contractors providing power wash for properties and driveways. We're talking roof repairs, resealing, painting, plumbing, general home repairs, and including tree cutting and removal. They serve the DMV, that's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. See them at miraclepros1 at gmail.com. That's miraclepros, the number one, at gmail.com. You can call them at 240-354-0002. Also, Blitz Ananda, he's the world's greatest jazz violinist. His latest work can be heard right now, titled Trinity 3 Live. Bliss has been on the music scene in his career over 40 years. He's performed with stars such as Barbara Streisand, even all the way to hip-hop artist Chris Brown and thousands of others. As a jazz violinist, his sound literally relaxes and inspires you in a world that produces too much anxiety and stress. Check him out at his latest work at www.trinity3.live. That's www.trinity3.live. And we're wrapping it on up. Be sure every Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on MSNBC. Be sure to watch Politics Nation, hosted by the modern-day civil rights leader, the Honorable Reverend Dr. Al Sharpton. Reverend Sharpton is the number one civil rights leader in the world. He is the founder of the National Action Network, a civil rights organization patterned after the 1960 civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. They are nonviolent, effective, committed, and very hardworking. Go online and see the local chapter in your city to become a member of the National Action Network. Go to 
www.nationalactionnetwork.net. Remember, no justice, no peace. All right, we're going back to our guest. We want to thank our sponsors for uh, really taking care of this radio station because without them, we would not be on the air. And without you and myself, they wouldn't be in business. Let's always remember to support professional quality black-owned businesses anywhere and everywhere. They can't just be black. They have to be professional and quality. And that only means they say thank you. Uh, you come in and they give you a smile. Uh, they ask you to come back. They wait on you. They serve you. And if you find a black-owned business not doing that, be patient. Tap them on the shoulder because you know we have an array of problems all over the world being black but be a little more patient with black-owned businesses and say, hey, you know, um, whatever you have to say. Say it in the spirit of love. Be sure it's important to support quality, professional, black-owned businesses. Thank you to them all. Now we're coming back to Todd Cameron. And Todd Cameron, of course, is a brother that has his stuff together. Because we asked him, if you're just tuning in, he's talking about astrology. And there's a whole lot to astrology. Our guest, Brother Todd, said, there is nothing that astrology doesn't cover when you, when you want to know something in life. It goes far beyond the main things we ask about finances, love life, family, children. If you have a subject that you may be wrestling with, you want to uh, understand why am I not getting through that particular subject, I would advise, suggest strongly, contact Todd Cameron because since 2004 he has really poured himself into the subject of astrology that, again, helps us all to connect the dots. Brother, you were talking about the planet of Jupiter, and you said, I think you said Jupiter was the protector. You broke it down. You were talking about the moon, and then it sounded like you went to Jupiter. You have the floor, brother. Yes, yes, um, Jupiter. Man, we can't say enough about Jupiter. Jupiter is the greatest benefic planet in our solar system. So I'll, I'll just give you a, primary, a, a quick example. When you hear about an airplane crash and you hear about one person survived, that person has usually Jupiter in the first house, in the ascendant, in the, you know, the rising sign. Jupiter's there because the first house is the body. The protection of the body with Jupiter there in the first house is the ultimate protection. Um, so this is the kind of these are the kind of miracles that Jupiter does. You know, Mars will will harm you. You know, Mars is the the mugger, the stabber, the knife, the gunshot wound. You know, Saturn will harm you. Saturn is a real blunt trauma. You know, the shark bit your leg off in the water. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Things happen really fast and quickly and very traumatic. You know. Mars is traumatic, too. These planets can harm us, you know. Um, 
but but Jupiter, for the most part, will, will, is the protector, the greatest. He represents wealth. He represents abundance. He represents protection and spiritual wisdom as well. And children, he symbolizes children in the chart as well. When you, um, when you say when you say he, are you implying that planets can be considered male and female, or masculine and feminine? Yes, um, primarily they have a masculine or feminine charge to them. Um, Jupiter is is considered male, a male deity, because the planets are demigods. You know, we look at the planets as gods. We don't look at them as just objects. They have spirits. They have governing spirits, you know, assigned to them, you know, in in the system of governance, planetary governance. And, and somebody said it best in uh, in the Hindu system. Somebody said, you know, God made, made the planets and retired, you know, because it's a system that's going to dole out what you deserve, good or bad. It's going to punish you if you deserve to be punished. It's going to give you blessings if you deserve to be blessed. Um, you know, so once this system was created, there wasn't a whole lot that, that has to be, you know, God doesn't have to kind of meddle into the everyday activities like that. Oh, that's very interesting. That's mm-hmm. very interesting, and it leads us to why when uh, you go to church and if you uh, talk about astrology, there's something somewhere written in the Bible that tells the reader not to be involved with learning, listening, understanding, being interested in the conversation that we're having now. It's been put in the Bible as if, no, you don't want to know about that. But learning, whether you believe it or not, is two different things. I, I think, uh, at least I live my life, I'd like to believe it or not, I do like to listen because that's how I learn. I love to learn. I love to learn because it helps in the understanding of, of everything. So when we talk about the Bible, and we talk about people that says every word in the Bible is true, which, which that, that just can't be true with snakes talking to people, you know. And so you'll go to one preacher, and, and he or she will explain what it means. But you go to another preacher, they should be saying the same exact situ- uh, sentence if it meant what the first preacher said. So you go to ten preachers and you get ten different interpretations of a snake with no vocal cords talking to, supposedly talking to a woman. We're finding out that the Bible is allegorical and people are taking it literally. What do you, as a professional astrologer, say to the people about that verse that we should not listen? What is your impression to us about that if you know about that verse well you know the bible if you read it and i think a lot of people use it this way too to kind of they take what they can use and they kind of run with whatever you know they desire so for instance when it talks about, when it talks, say, soothsayers and astrologers, stay away from that stuff, it's of the devil, or, or whatever the, well, whatever, however it says it, 
you know, we have to remember that the wise men were the ones that directed Jesus as a child, or Jesus' mom and Jesus as a child to safety when King, I believe it was King Herod, was found out by the found out that there was going to be a king born. And so he, he, the wise men saw all this in the heavens. They were early day astrologers. So they ended up leading Jesus and his mom to safety. They told her to flee to Egypt and hide out there for a period of time until this blew over. They told her exactly when it was going to blow over and when she could come back to safety. Um, and they did all this based on the knowledge of what they were reading in the heaven. Um, and they were able to obviously uh, lead him to safety during that window a period of time of when he would be in danger because the king was killing all the children under a certain age because he knew that this this king had been born so how can the bible in one sentence knock astrology and in the other sentence say well these wise men who were early day astrologers now they didn't have computers programs to see what you know they were looking up at the sky with these uh, these early telescopes or whatever they had you know, they were looking up at the heavens, and they realized that this was a communications network, you know. I think it's Dr. Finch who studies He's an astronomer, Dr. Finch. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or seen any of his lectures, but he, he's, he's famous as the saying, there's only one book, the book of the heavens. <laughs> you know, there's only one book, the book of the heavens. If you know how to read this astrology, you know how to read this book, because this is a communication system. And what do I mean by that? Okay, so Jupiter, you know, abundance, Mars. Jupiter is law, too. Law. Jupiter represents, like, divine law. Mars represents discovery, digging, among other things. But Mars is discovery, digging. So when you have those two combination of planets together in a chart, people are lawyers, typically. You know, there's a symbiotic relationship between Mars. If you have a symbiotic relationship of Mars and Jupiter in your chart and it's placed very well and strong, you are going to be a lawyer. That's what you came here to do. So this is what I mean by communic it's a communication system. So when you see certain planets together, you know, okay, this person's going to be a lawyer. This person's going to be a race car driver. This person, you know, is going to be into sports. You know, this person is going to succeed at sports and make a lot of money, you know. So this is this is how it works. And and there's nothing sorcery about that. It's, it's really amazing. And for those that love the Bible, well, I do too. But I understand that the Holy Bible, King James Version, uh, is also used by the Ku Klux Klan, the Christian Church, and the Nation of Islam all use the Holy Bible, but the interpretations obviously are different. So it's not a slap at the Bible. It, it's really a, um, a push to have us just study more and continue to study more, not just the surface of what we're reading. And maybe somebody out there can explain to me, you know, about snakes talking to people, that my common sense stops me right there 
to, you know, say, wait a minute, uh-uh, hold up, you know, you know, to find what what would that mean allegorically then? You know, what is right. the symbol? Is there some kind of slippery person with a snake personality, not a real snake, but a person that has that type of personality, uh, you know, perhaps had some type of conversation, but I'm not going to get into that, but I wanted to clear we're not throwing any kind of dirt on anyone's religion, your belief no. system, but we are striving to grow as human beings, striving to reach God's language, which is the language of truth. And so we have to talk about sensitive subjects, but we do it in respect and and not mockery as some people get offended easily. If you're not saying what they're saying, then they interpret the wrong thing. So, no, we're not throwing any... Uh, you know, slander on a person's belief. We highly respect you, and we want to be highly respected as we challenge ourselves to continue to find the truth in this wonderful gift called life. You're listening to Nia2x Radio, the voice of the people. We're found at www.blackonblackunity.com. 27, I'm sorry, 24-7 profanity free we have all kind of shows again we do it all for you our guest todd cameron is challenging us and mostly teaching us because we're hearing information that i'm guessing most of us have not heard in astrology now todd you have astrology or rather there's astrology in other countries of chinese they have 12 different symbols in that tropical astrology that most of us say our our sign is is the Leo the lion or our sign is Scorpio the scorpion or or whatever but in Chinese astrology they use different animals do you know any or different symbols do you know anything about their astrology is their astrology like yours Vedic or I don't think it's tropical, and it could be. Could you tell us something about those subjects, please, if you know? Um, I don't know a whole lot about Chinese astrology. I do know they use they use um, the animals to, I think, represent different ages of time or different shifts in, in, in periods of time, like the age of this, the age of the lion, the age of the bear, that kind of stuff. Um, I respect that. Yeah, but... Um, you know, it, it, we look at certain things in the sky and we say, okay, that's a lion or this constellation of stars. When you when you line them up together or connect the dots, so to speak, this looks like a lion. For instance, have you ever seen a picture of Jupiter? Yes. Okay. So have you ever seen that the, the famous swirl on Jupiter? I probably saw it and, and you know, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, so if you, after this, you know, after we're done or whatever, pull up a picture of Jupiter, and it has this, um, this like, the the big, I guess, uh, like, it's like, like sunspots, but it's a, it's a swirl or whatever, or a little, a little, a round space in the middle of the planet that everybody kind of pays attention to. Well, in the Hindu system, Jupiter, the animal that we, we 
that symbolizes Jupiter is the swan. So recently, I looked at that swirl. I looked at a good, good picture of Jupiter. I said, wow, that picture is actually a swan. <laughs> it's actually a what, sir? It's a swan. Oh, I see. I see. I see. And I took, I took pictures of a swan, and I took pictures of, of the actual circle. And I said, that, that. now wonder, you know, somebody, some ancient person saw that so long ago and said, Jupiter has the qualities of a swan. You know, a swan is graceful and beautiful. And um, when Jupiter is prominently placed in your, what I've noticed about people who are, have a prominently, nicely placed Jupiter in their chart, they're so, they have great manners, they're graceful, and they, <laughs> they, uh, they have these characteristics. Oh, it's just so interesting. We're coming up to the end of the program. I want to make sure people can get in contact with you. You have a wealth of knowledge. Uh, since 2004, what are your goals from here? Uh, you mentioned the words master astrologer. Where are you now, and what are your goals in astrology? Um, good question. My goals are to... So when I first started astrology, I um, was focused on just making money from it, you know, and and it was kind of selfish. And then soon after, I realized that this is a spiritual, a holistic spiritual system. And I started doing the mantras, the planetary mantras. So if you have a weak Jupiter, you know, the the remedial effects are to do Jupiter mantras to strengthen the planet. Because these planets, you know, the day we're born, if they're weak, that weakness of that planet is going to reflect in our lives, in our physical bodies, in our auras. So how do we we, um, upgrade the planet's frequency in our lives, in our auras, and in our physical bodies? We have to do mantras. We have to do a planetary mantra for this, which is a remedial measure. We have to do, you know, so when I started doing those mantras, my life started to change. You know, I I became aware of things that I wasn't aware of before. It brought awareness to my consciousness. It brought physical changes to to my body, and it brought materialistic changes to my life. Um, and so... I, my, my goals are really to share this knowledge, get people to really uh, start to learn this stuff. Because, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm tired of being the only black person I know to study Vedic astrology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Look, we got one minute. How can people contact you, get more information uh, about your services? Um. Yeah, I have a phone number. You can contact me. Let me give you my uh, contact information. Hold on here. Sure. And we're talking with Todd Cameron, and we are hoping, I mean really hoping, that he has his own radio show right here on Near2X Radio so that we can continue to learn, and when you learn, you grow. And when we learn, we understand, then we grow. You know, we think that 
at least a lot of us think that growing is just vertical, but growing emotionally, growing in wisdom, growing in knowledge, it's an ongoing process, and we won't ever know it all. Uh, go ahead, Todd. Yeah, my phone number is 301-750-1799. And I just ask that, you know, if you want to speak with me, just send me a text at that number and just let me know who you are, your name, basic information, and then just, you know, let me know what it is you're looking for. What what are you looking to find out? Yeah, and and, and that's all. Just send me a text and – before before I go, I don't know how much time we have, but I wanted to say something because you, you touched on something we have about. 25, we have 25 seconds. Can you say it in 25 seconds and do it in 30? <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> right, go, go ahead, brother. Okay. You, you were saying that, you know, somebody said that the church is a great place to live, a great place to be born, but a terrible place to die. That doesn't mean that we are not any religion. That just means that it's a good place to Start spiritually, but don't don't stop there. You know, I concur one hundred percent, one hundred percent. There's so many people that are sharing information about the ancestors. Although we was taught, ooh, stay away from that. They crazy. Stay away from astrology. They're crazy. No, no, we were kidnapped black people in particular, and we had full, complete knowledge of the information that is still in our DNA, and we are striving to get back to that greatness as the firstborn people on this planet. We want to thank you, Brother Todd Cameron, and we will uh, offer you the last 15, 20 seconds. We are over, but, sir, thank you for coming. We're going to thank the audience first and uh, thank our sponsors, and you have the floor to close the program today. Todd Cameron. For whatever reason, our brother uh, got disconnected. Todd, are you here? He is disconnected. I don't know what happened, but I do know we can reach him, 301-750-1799. Thank you for listening to NEA2X Radio, the voice of the people. Call, keep growing, keep living. Keep loving, keep sharing, keep your power strong, and if you're powerful today, be more powerful tomorrow if the good Lord wakes us up. All right now, thank you again, uh, and do be peaceful the whole time we do what we do. Peace.